Welcome to Beer Freaks. The Horror Happy Hour Edition. Welcome back, folks. Derek and I are here with another installment of Beer Freaks. Derek, welcome. Hey. What's what's up, up, guys? It's good to see you again. Having a good beer right now. We started early. We did. Which is okay. This it is okay because this episode is not about the beer. We're gonna tell you about the beer quick. But this episode, we're doing another horror happy hour, Triple H. Derek has a really great story installed for us. Um we're gonna tell you a little bit about the the beer we're drinking, why we're drinking it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're just going to get straight into it because it this story is fantastic. It freaks me out. Get your beer. We'll tell you what we're drinking. You get your beer. We'll follow along. This is actually a really fantastic uh, conspiracy theory story out of the Soviet Union back in the 1950s. So, uh, Derek, we've got a really, really cool story. I should say Derek because I haven't done shit. Derek did the research for this one. Uh, it's about Dyatlov Pass. I pulled up a website. Yeah. Worked really hard on this. My fingers hurt. Wikipedia. <laughs> Wiki. No, but we we uh, looked at several websites. Derek looked at several websites. And it's pretty insane, this Dyatlov Pass, uh, back in 1959, right? So, Derek, I want you to tell us about this whole thing. But before we get into it, uh, let's just tell the folks at home what we're drinking. This is a great beer for what we're talking about. So it's by Cascade Brewing. Uh, they are out of Portland, Oregon. Portland. It's a cranberry Northwest sour ale. This sucker has been aged in oak barrels with cranberries and freaking spices, dude. Mm. This thing, 6.6%, fantastic. I'm, I mean, our pregame beer was 8% and tasted like coffee. Mm. So this one's a little different. This one's very different. <laughs> and in fact, the first one tasted like coffee. It was the um, bacon and eggs uh, porter. Yep. It's a porter, right? Yep. By, or, uh, Imperial. Imperial, Imperial porter. porter. Imperial porter. Oh, there it is. Yep. yep. Uh, by Pizza Port. Out of San Diego. Beautiful. Uh, so I will say, uh, actually, specifically Carlsbad. I used to work right next to these guys. Nice. And by the way, uh, great beer and great pizza. Mm. So if you're ever in Carlsbad, you got to check these guys out because the pizza is incredible. Uh, we should have started with the Cascade because yeah. it's very, it's a lot lighter and fruitier, and it's almost like a sour. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got this Imperial Porter. So I can barely taste the fruit in this uh, <laughs> because the stout just sort of blasted my taste buds. Yes. But from what I can taste, it's actually pretty good. But the reason why I think we wanted to do the Cascade with this story mm-hmm. is because the events that you're about to tell us about yep. were really kind of a cascade mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, of events that one thing led to another. And then we get into the conspiracy theory of how it actually happened or why it happened. What's the why? What, yes. you know, we know a little bit of the what, a little bit of the what. But what's the why that caused all this? So, Derek, take us away into story time. And this is the fun part, is the why may not be so, uh, we may not figure that out. So that's what's fun about it. Indeed. All right. So, Stu, we're going to talk about the Dyatlov Pass. Have you heard of this? Well, I mean, we, we did a little bit of uh, research. I mean, you told me a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's fascinating, man. 
It's, I'd never heard of it before, and I love this kind of shit. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought it to my attention. So it's pretty crazy, man. So in January of 1959, there was this hiker. He was 23 years old. His name was Igor Dyatlov. So that almost kind of tells you a little bit of maybe what happened. The main guy in this, the thing is named after him. So this, this dude, Igor, led a group of eight young Soviet hikers. Uh, it was... Com- it was uh, comprising seven men, two women, mostly university students, into the Ural Mountains. They were attempting to reach Mount Ortoratin. I, I can never remember the name of this mountain, but well, it's in the in, in the Soviet sort yes. of countries, so we have no idea how to pronounce these things. Yeah, give so us a break. That's as that's as much <laughs> as I got for you. Okay, so once they reach this mountain, right? I mean, these are experienced hikers. Mm-hmm. Igor has been hiking. You know, since he was little. This guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. Along with all the other people that he brought. Yeah. So, they get up to the mountain, having a good time. All of a sudden, fast forward three months later, they're, all their bodies were found dead. Wow. Now, the crazy thing about this is, so, they were found about six miles away from their destination in a forest almost a mile away from their campsite. Which is, you know, okay, maybe that something happened, they ran from the campsite, right? But here's the thing. They were away from their campsite. They didn't have their skis. They didn't have shoes. They didn't have coats. And mind you, the weather is like negative 30 degrees outside. Mm. So experienced hikers with no gear, no clothes, right? Nothing. Mile away from their campsite. Two of the hikers... Once they were found, three months later, had fractured skulls. Mm. Two more had major chest fractures. And one hiker was missing their tongue. Jesus. Right? And so, missing the tongue, okay, cool. Maybe an animal, like, you know, ravaged the bodies and pulled out the tongue. But this tongue was almost like it looked like it was cut out. Like a clean cut. Super clean. Mm. Wasn't mangled. Really creepy, right? Okay, so here's what we know about the incident, right? So six of the skiers died of hypothermia, three died of injuries, okay? They died separately. Two of them were found under a cedar tree near the remains of a fire, while three others were found like hundreds of feet away from the tree, and four more were found in a ravine. Just scattered. Just scattered. Yeah. So they found their tent later, and saw that the tent happened to be cut, not from the outside, but from the inside. So they were in their tent, cut themselves out of the tent, and just took off. The call is coming from inside the tent. So that, that kind of gives just a quick little synopsis of the story. You have seven hikers, all experienced hikers. They go from their tent having a good time, to three months later being found miles away from their tent with no clothes, none of their gear, freezing cold weather. I mean, that in itself is just odd. Very odd. So obviously there's a million things that could have happened. But the thing that makes this story even crazier is there's been nothing that has actually been like validated as to what happened. There's, there's no concrete, like, this is what happened. So the Soviet investigators listed the cause of death as a compelling natural force. 
What does that mean? And they abruptly close the case. What is a what is a compelling natural force? force? Yeah, I don't know. Like, but what kind of compelling natural force would like take your tongue? I think that's the question. You know, so I, I there are so many theories around this. Yeah. And by the way, the story in and of itself, before you even think about like truly what happened, is pretty frightening. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that these guys who were again, as you said, experienced hikers wound up a mile, roughly a mile away from their tent, barefoot, not properly prepared for the weather that was outside. Yep. Uh, Clearly must have been scared of something. Something must have happened. And they had to cut themselves out of their tent, which is just like horror film sort of bullshit, right? Like Mm -hmm. there's, and I don't mean bullshit as in like, I don't believe it. I mean, like there's some weird shit going on here that's caused this, whether it's natural or supernatural, I don't know. But, you know, there's a lot of weird theories out there. And not, like like there are so many theories that there's, they reopened this case right yes. this year. Yeah. Didn't they, they just reopened the case because there's a lot of rumors, obviously, going on with this case. So I think the Soviets were like, okay, we got to reopen this. We got to figure it out. We got to like, like get down to the nitty gritty so that way we can dispel all of these crazy rumors that are going on. But I don't think they're going to figure it out, man. It's pre- it's pretty crazy to think about. You're not you know. going to figure it out. You're you're. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be tough. I'll tell you that much. But I mean, we have theories going from mistaken for a gulag fugitive. There is infrasound, like a lower frequency sound hmm. that supposedly you you can't hear, but it makes you feel very sad. Hmm. Makes you want to feel like dread. Dread. Yeah. Interesting. So they're saying because of this in the area, they they just like they couldn't take for whatever it was, the sound that was coming to them that they can't hear mm. just made them feel very like unsettled, you know, and just like very uneasy. Yeah. And they cut their way out of the tent and just had to get out of there. I you know, those like physical, metaphysical sort of explanations are super interesting to me. Right. Because I mean, it's like, well, why the fuck did this sound reach them? Why is it like in this one spot? Yeah. Why can they hear this sound? And and why is this the thing that's that's really driving them to their to their insanity? Yep. Um, But they are in a weird place in the world. They are in a, you know, particularly high elevation. They're very remote. So who knows? I mean, who knows if that's if that's what happened? But it is pretty interesting to think. I mean, I guess it's not that crazy, though. I mean, we, we think about, like, songs can make us feel dread. You know, higher higher yeah. rhythms, higher beats yeah. you know, per, per minute or whatever like that. It makes you feel more intense. Like, you're more able to get more work done if you're listening to music that does that kind of thing. Versus if you need to be introspective, then you're going to listen to something a little slower, maybe a little bit more thoughtful, you know. You do make a point. Yeah. But... Would that make you like risk your life to mm. go out into the negative degree weather? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, these were young kids, right? I young, was young once. Yeah, I mean, college students, so in their 20s. I particularly like the idea of the mushrooms. Uh, so, so here's the funny thing apparently, uh, where they were hiking, uh, there's a lot of pine trees uh, and mushrooms do grow in that area of these particular, you know, the magic mushrooms, the kinds of mushrooms that people enjoy taking. Right. And uh, these mushrooms, uh, they can give you a good high 
once they're dried out, but they're very toxic uh, and potentially even deadly if you eat them fresh and while they're still, you know, moist and recently plucked out of the ground. So it's interesting, right? So you, if, if these guys were like hiking and they wanted to take some mushrooms, which I know a lot of hikers who like to do these kinds of drugs, that's what, you know, this is the, the lifestyle, man. Yeah. This is what they do. You go up on a mountain, you take some shrooms, you enjoy yourself, and then you come back down uh, in more ways than one. Um, but these guys could have wanted to take some mushrooms, but they couldn't do it, right? So you could, you have two options. You pull them, and then you wait for them to dry out a little bit. Or, or and this is where it gets awesome, you can give the mushrooms to a reindeer, which are also native to that area. And... These reindeer, they have no problem processing the mushrooms. They do get high, apparently. So these these reindeer are getting all shroomed out. They're just enjoying this fantastic buzz from these magic mushrooms. But uh, but yeah, I mean, so so these reindeer, they can process the mushrooms even fresh. Uh, and and here's the kicker: humans can go ahead and get high uh, f- safely from reindeer piss. So once these reindeer eat these mushrooms, pass it through their system, which detoxifies the mushroom just just enough so it's not uh, hazardous to humans, they'll piss it out, and then humans can then go on and drink the piss and get just the right amount of high without fear of death. Wow. And that is one of the theories. I'm not fucking around here. Yeah. You can go to diatlovpass.com and look this up. Uh, this is one of the theories of how these people died is they might have drank reindeer piss infused with mushrooms, infused with magic mushrooms, gotten fucked up, and then just went on to either kill each other or accidentally killed themselves, whatever. So of all the theories, and there are many that I enjoy uh, of this whole situation, this was my favorite. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. Anything is possible. Even having a great time after drinking reindeer piss. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would encourage anyone to, you know, who is interested by what we just said to investigate this because, uh, apparently even, you know, uh, the Russians are interested in reopening the investigation. That's how interesting it is. But if we ever nail it down to one thing, then all of a sudden this goes from crazy mystery to just another unfortunate accident. Yeah. Which, you know, obviously, and and by the way, we're well aware that these are people's lives that we're talking about, but it was 61 years ago, so it is, who gives a fuck? I'm just kidding. Uh, but the reality is, look, we, we're, we're aware. Uh, but, it, but it's very interesting the way that this all happened. Mm-hmm. And if it was solved, if it was totally solved, and they just said, this is what happened, they turned on each other, let's say. Yeah. Uh, which is one of the theories. It's yep. not that interesting. No. And then all of a sudden it just becomes like, well, shit, it was a weird murder case. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the, it's so my point with that is it's the mystery that makes it interesting. Yep. I almost don't want him to solve it. No. You know what? That was a great horror happy hour. Derek, you brought a great fucking story. I that brought a good really story. Enjoyable. Thank you. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, guys, we drank some Cascade. We hope you drank something good at home as well. Yes. Uh, go look up Dyatlov Pass. Really crazy stuff. It, you know, uh, I know we had a little bit of fun, but actually, there's some, you know, some interesting things that you can learn about this. So check it out, uh, Derek. What do you think? Good to go. 
Good to go, man. Yeah, go grab yourself some Cascade Brewing or some Pizza Port, some bacon and eggs. Bacon and eggs. For your morning as I'm reaching for a beer that's no nowhere near my hand. Well, we'll go get some more. <laughs> Guys, we, we can't we can't hang out with you anymore. We need to drink some more beer. So, so Derek, I guess, uh, I guess as we like to say, we'll, we'll be, be seeing, seeing you. Ya. Peace out, homies. <laughs>